Wednesday, December 13, 2017, another episode of the Sprung on Sports Basketball Podcast. I'm Shlomo Sprung of Awful Announcing and the Comeback, and we got a, a lot of great insight and information packed into in the next 20 or so minutes. Uh, we got some going to go around the league in our final segment. We'll talk about the Clippers and the Oklahoma City Thunder in our first segment. Second segment, we'll talk about the Washington Wizards. And in our third segment, we have an interview, a player interview with Mike Scott of the Washington Wizards, which we'll get to in our third segment when we discuss Washington. So last Friday, I uh, wrote an article on the comeback.com about the Los Angeles Clippers and how they might be uh, finally forced to blow it up and rebuild. Uh, last year, it was kind of the culmination of the, the I, don't, I would say, by probably the best era the Clippers ever had with the core of Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and J.J. Redick. But for the last few years, uh, everybody wondered when it was going to break up. Finally, this past summer, it happened. Chris Paul said he's not resigning. He wants to go to Houston. He goes to Houston. J.J. Redick departs for Philadelphia. And the haul that L.A. ends up getting from the Rockets for Chris Paul seems promising. You have Patrick Beverly. You have Lou Williams. Uh, you have Sam Decker. You have Montreal Har- Montrez Harrell. Just a lot of intriguing good players. problem is... Season starts. Clippers start off really well. Get that opening night win over the Lakers when Patrick Beverly really pumps, you know, punks, I should say, Lonzo Ball. Then the injuries start coming. Blake Griffin out two months. Uh, Patrick Beverly out for the season. Milos Teodosic out indefinitely after that plantar fasciitis flared up in the season opener. And so now you're faced with a situation where the Clippers are should consider rebuilding. DeAndre Jordan last week signed with an agent. He was previously had no agent since he let Dan Fagan go after the whole hostage crisis situation when he verbally agreed to sign with the Mavericks and then didn't. His contract, uh, he has an opt-out after this season. He is expected to use that option and become a free agent next year. What are they going to do with him? So the Clippers are kind of at a different crossroads than they were at the summer where they're kind of stuck in between should we stick with this group and, you know, try to make the bottom 6, 7, or 8 seed or do we bottom out and rebuild. Clippers currently 10-15, and 15, just two games out of the 8th spot in the playoffs. And another team in that, you know, 8-10 to 10 range, right now ninth is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the Thunder are going to be in the news the next several days because they are beginning Wednesday night and what I am calling the Oklahoma City Reunion Tour, in which I mean that Paul George returns to Indiana Wednesday night when the Thunder visit the Indiana Pacers to visit his former team. Uh, and then on Saturday night, Oklahoma City goes to Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks, where obviously Carmelo Anthony spent seven seasons as a Knick. And so that brought out a lot of hot takes on the interwebs this week about how the Thunder lost both those trades that were seen as strokes of genius over the summer with Victor Oladipo thriving in Indiana. They're a really pleasant surprise. Demonis Sabonis getting... Uh, 
some more playing time than he did in OKC last year, doing well. Same can go for Ennis Conter in New York and Doug McDermott. Oh, just those things to consider in our opening segment. Second segment, we're going to talk about the Washington Wizards and then get to our interview with Mike Scott. All right. This has just been the first segment. You're listening to Sprung on Sports Basketball Podcast. Stay with us. Good show upcoming. All right, second segment. We're going to talk about the Washington Wizards and then intro my interview with uh, Washington forward Mike Scott. So wrote a column today, Wednesday, for thecomeback.com detailing Washington's late game struggles. Here's what happened. So Tuesday and... Washington head coach Scott Brooks' pregame press conference, I asked him where the Wizards could improve the most a third of the way through the season. Brooks did not hesitate. He said, we need to improve in late game situations. We need to close out the last three or four minutes of games better. Fast forward to the game against the Brooklyn Nets, and the Wizards do it again. They come back from a double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter, they come back up by one, give up a huge three to Allen Crabb with 44 seconds left. Now they're down two, give up an incredibly huge offensive rebound with 13 seconds left. Then they don't foul until there are eight seconds left. Then they're down by three with eight seconds left and they fail to inbound the ball. They get a five second violation and that did it. Washington lost 103 to 88. It was the eighth loss this season with five points or fewer from the Wizards. They had nine of those all last season. Washington is four and eight in games decided by five points or fewer this season. They were 20 and nine last year. Some of that may have to do with John Wall being injured. He's missed 11 of Washington's 27 games so far this season. He could be back Wednesday night, but he should be back. He was really, uh, he looked really good uh, before the game on Tuesday. He should be expected back soon, which is obviously a huge boost for the story on thecomeback.com. Spoke to Scott Brooks, Bradley Beal, Kelly Oubre, and Markeith Morris. So be sure to check that out on thecomeback.com. Washington in a four-way tie right now for sixth in the East. 14 and 13. They were really hyped last year. Lost in a classic seven-game series to the Celtics in the second round. Came in hyped this year, not living up to it so far. Once again, check that out on thecomeback.com. I do want to introduce uh, or give an intro to the interview I did with bench forward Mike Scott for the Hawks. He has this incredible legal story that was detailed by Adrian Wojnarowski uh, back in May. Basically, a year and a half of his life was kind of in flux. Uh, on July 30th, 2015, after a traffic stop on I-85, police say they found marijuana and MDMA or Molly in the car. He could have faced 25 years in prison. But in an eight-page summation, Woj said the judge's conclusion included that sufficient Articulable suspicion did not exist to uphold the stop of the Scott vehicle. Basically, there was racial profiling, and on May the 2nd, a Georgia Superior Court 
issued a ruling to suppress all evidence and dismiss the felony drug case against Mike Scott. He played, a, you know, he played 18 games for the Hawks in 2016-2017 with this legal case and a possible 25-year prison sentence, you know, hovering over him like a sort of Damocles. And he gets his name cleared. It's this huge sigh of relief. And he signs with the Wizards, gets his slate clean. I should mention that he was traded from Atlanta to Phoenix at the trade deadline in 2017. Phoenix immediately released him. His life, his career, his everything was in flux. On May the 2nd, he was uh, exonerated, and he signed with the Wizards. It's this really great story. Mike is a, is a good guy. I've spoken with him a number of times over the course of his NBA career. He spoke with me uh, about just this whole legal proceeding, how he's uh, integrating himself with the Wizards and his love for hockey jerseys. It's a really insightful and interesting listen. And without further ado, my interview with Washington Wizards forward, Mike Scott. Just uh, here with Mike Scott of Wizards. How how you how you liking this team so far? Just uh, to it. It's great. Um, it took a while to adjust, you know, being new. Um, but you know, I feel comfortable. Um, this team, great organization, great people. Um, yeah. Were they just like the best fit for you? Um. Yeah, I think so. Um, a few other teams that I was in contact with that was in contact with me and my agent over the summer. But, uh, you know, I think Washington was probably the best fit for me. Like, what, what was it just like dealing with all, like, the allegations and all all that going yeah, on? Um, it was tough. Um, it was for two years, but, no, that's a long time. Thinking about something in the back of your head for two years, you know. Thinking about something every day for two years that's still there, that still have to, still have to get through and still, still pending. I was hurt got traded, so it was just a whole bunch of, you know, it was just a bunch of negativity, and just glad it's all done. <laughs> were there, like, people who you thought were on your side that kind of, like, went away? Uh, not the people I knew. Um, pretty sure I lost some fans <laughs> uh, in Atlanta or wherever, but, um, you know, it's over. I'm glad it's over. Um, get a second chance, play basketball again, healthy, uh, that's great. So, you know, now I have a clear mind, um, yeah. It kind of, like, makes you feel like you now you really know the people who are, like, with you no matter what. Yeah, I had a strong support team, uh, friends, family. Um, you know, even the, even the coaching staff and people in Atlanta, uh, you know, they were great. You know, they could have cut me right there on the spot and I end up playing you know the whole a whole another year and a half with the team so uh you know they was great too can't forget about those guys either. now with this Wizards team got all this talent but then you know best player goes down for 10 games right away kind of tests your depth um how do you think that you guys have like adjusted to the team not having its best player on the floor for so long 
Uh, I think it's tough at first. Um, you know, he does so much for his team. John does. He gets us going. He's our leader. And Brad, our leader. So um, it was tough. I know Brad has. Brad has been, you know, picking up the slack. Been doing what he, what he, what he has been doing, and uh, you know, everybody has to follow. Um, I think John will be ready probably in a couple of days or whatever. You know, he's been practicing. He's been looking good. Um, you know, we lost a, lost some games we should have won. So I know we just got to put some wins together, be more consistent, you know, finish out games. That. And, you know, those games have nothing to do with, you know, John not being there because you know, we're in these games. You know, only game we, you know, really got blown out was the Utah game. But other than that, you know, we're in these games. We just got to finish them. What about that Ottawa Senators jersey in your locker? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how, oh, yeah. I love hockey jerseys. Um, I don't know nothing about hockey. <laughs> That's why I don't get uh, any hockey jerseys players. I just customize the back. Yeah, um, it's on the back of yeah, this one. Says, uh, you dig? So yeah, no, I don't. I just I think I think hockey jerseys honestly are the best sports jerseys to me. I think they look the best. Um, you, know, you can wear them. They're easy, <laughs> easy to wear. Just put a hoodie on, put a jersey on. So. What other jerseys do you have? I have probably like 55 other jerseys. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of. I have a lot of hockey jerseys. Uh, I can't name them all because there's so many. It's, just, it's definitely around like 55, 60. Just last question. So, what are your like personal goals for the rest of the season? Just for you, like getting back to like your regular basketball routine, and then for the team. Um, just continue to play how I've been playing. Um, continue to work on my game. Stay healthy. And stay healthy. Everything else to take care of itself. Want to win, get deep into the playoffs. So, yeah. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for your time, man. Thank you. All right, last segment. Thank you to uh, Mike Scott for joining us. Last segment will be something I'll call five on five. Five segments, five minutes, roughly a minute each. Rapid fire. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, first we're going to talk about the Brooklyn Nets for a little bit. Uh, they're 11 and 15, just two and a half games out of that sixth spot, that four-way tie for six going into Wednesday's games. Kenny Atkinson has done an amazing job just uh, developing a lot of their young players. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen. Then they bring Jalil Okafor and Nick Stauskas into the fold. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what they can do with this young team. I mean, playoffs is premature, but they're definitely uh, making a lot of strides and taking steps in the right direction. So that was quick on the Nets. Next. The Minnesota Timberwolves. What the hell is going on with Tom Thibodeau? Chicago, when he was their coach for a long time, he was known to really play their starters, especially Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson, for a lot of minutes. But this is ridiculous. This is insane. Tuesday night, they play an overtime game against Philadelphia. They lose 118-112. Carl Anthony Towns plays 48 minutes and 7 seconds, the most by any player so far this season. Jimmy Butler, 45 minutes, 30 seconds. Andrew Wiggins, 40 minutes, 1 second. Taj Gibson, 49 minutes, 39 minutes, I should say, 42 seconds. And Jeff Teague, 37 minutes, 49 seconds, because he, uh, I guess he got lucky and only played 37 minutes. 
This is going on every game. He played eight players in an overtime game. Something has to give. Tibbs is, is going off the rails here. He's going to drive his players into the ground over the course of a season. All right, that was the Timberwolves. Next, the Knicks. They're fun. I was uh, covering the Nets-Wizards game last night, but I had uh, <laughs> one eye on the game, one eye on the Alabama election result, and somehow a third eye uh, on the monitor uh, watching the Knicks play the Lakers. That was a fun game. Went into overtime, too. Knicks pulled it out. Porzingis is just ridiculous what he can do. Just the shots he can make, the his length on defense. Then Frank Nilakina had a really good game. Frankie Smokes, young Cigarillo. Doug McDermott, who uh, another player <laughs> sent uh, from the Thunder, which we spoke about earlier. Ennis Kantar also. Even Michael Beasley was uh, making some strong defensive plays, which you never see. The Knicks are fun. They're 13-5 and five at home, 1-8 and eight on the road. Obviously, what they're doing is unsustainable. Fun nonetheless. All right, fourth, the Ball family. What the hell is going on with them? They were in attendance to see Lonzo play his first professional game at Madison Square Garden. He played well. But what's going on with his other two kids? That we'll get to in a second. But just the ridiculousness that is LeVar Ball hugging Spike Lee courtside. And apparently the Lakers tell him to tone down the criticism of the team. He didn't listen to that. It's just a circus. Uh, and I, I will, you know, I mentioned LiAngelo and LaMelo signing with this Lithuanian team. They're not even going to play in the top of the team. They're going to play in the Baltic League, which is kind of a development league. Uh, Frank Fraschilla said they're probably not even going to get paid or, or barely get paid. There comes a point where it's not raising your kids and trying to get the best out of your kids, but it's just an exploitation play. And so we're kind of with that line with LeVar Ball. I could rant on for a, a long time with that, but last in our five-on-five, five, we're going to talk about LeBron James. He had 17 assists last night in a win over the Hawks, and no one even cares. There was a, a column on the comeback.com Wednesday afternoon that I did not write, but I want to plug anyway, where they said no one appre- he, he doesn't get appreciated enough, which is insane because he's one of the best players of all time. He gets 17 assists. No one bats an eye. No one cares. That's, I guess, how good LeBron is and how sometimes you just uh, take greatness for granted. All right, that's my time. This has been... Sprung on Sports Basketball Podcast. I'm Shlomo Sprung. I hope you enjoyed. You can listen to this and the other episodes of the podcast on Google Play. Good night.